Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did y'all know that we have at least one farmer's market every day in Las Vegas? But how do ours measure up against other cities? Is being in the desert a challenge or does it make for another unique Las Vegas experience? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we walk through the farmer's market scene here in the valley with food entrepreneur Chris Wilson. Chris has plenty of insider tips on finding the best farmer's markets in the valley and getting a hold of the best produce, food goods, and crafts. It's Tuesday, October 17th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Food entrepreneur, Chris Wilson. Welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. Great to have you. Um, Today we're talking about farmer's markets. So what would you say is the best thing about farmer's markets to someone who's never been to one? You've never been to a farmer's market? I've been to farmer's markets, but I'm guessing (laughs) there's got to be some people listening to this who never have and wonder what those signs are when they drive by. Yeah. So the best thing about a farmer's market is no matter where you're doing it in the world, you're supporting your local community. So you're keeping your dollars in your community, which is super important. And in Las Vegas specifically, the farmer's markets really focus on things that are only made here by people. So for example, whether it's my bread or somebody's candles, jewelry, it's people that are actually making these products in your community and you're going out and supporting them. So that to me is the absolute best, you know, best thing you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And you mentioned bread and candles. I I think when people do think of farmer's market, I I mean, I certainly do. I think of rows of locally grown fruits and vegetables, maybe some canned goods or pickled things. So that's not the Las Vegas standard too, or do we have a variation on that? We definitely have a variation on it. And I think, you know, it it does make sense. Coming from California before this, um, our farmer's markets out there are, you know, these real bounties of fish and meat and cheese and tons of veggies and produce. But Here, of course, being in a desert, that's not the case and it's not really viable. We do markets year round here, which is awesome, but that means we do them through summer. So as you can imagine, we're not selling cheese and meat and fish, you know, that much out there. But there are people that are still bringing produce. Um, One of the market groups brings in produce from California every week. Another market group is actually growing produce in Arizona at their own farm and they bring that in and also subsidize some of it with things from California. So there's definitely produce offerings, but it's going to be more a balance of produce and some baked goods with arts and crafts as well. Okay. I I mean, when it comes to the actual produce, though, are there any local Southern Nevada sources? Or maybe we need to expand what local produce means, meaning for Vegas nearby? 
Yes, I think so. There was one group, um, one couple that actually did used to do, um, they grow here in Las Vegas and they did used to do one of the markets. I haven't seen them at markets in a while though. They were growing on their, just on their property here. So kind of mm-hmm. a small farm is called Hasina Farms and focused on Japanese vegetables. And that was really super cool, but they, um, I haven't seen them at markets lately. Um, that's the only one that was actually late Las Vegas local. The next closest is going to be the Fresh 52 owners, Adam and Vera, and they're the ones that own the farm in Arizona that bring in their produce every week. So that's about as close as you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, one thing I have seen uh, are microgreens popping up, and I know that there's a lot of microgreen growers. Uh, Can you tell our listeners what what that's all about? And do you see those at, at farmer's markets too? Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely a couple of market um, microgreen growers. I think with microgreens, you grow them indoors. So that's something that you can set up. And even in this hot you know, desert environment, you can set up the right climate inside um, to grow that. So and they grow pretty quickly. And I think, you know, it's a very sustainable way of doing things. So there are several microgreen growers. That's super fun. There's also uh, a really cool highlight, Desert Moon Mushrooms. They're a mushroom farm in Las Vegas. They have a warehouse just off the strip and they're growing all sorts of insanely gorgeous mushrooms, oyster mushrooms, lion's mane. And they're at several of the markets that you'll find in town. So that's actually super cool because it is locally grown and their product is incredible. Oh, neat. And and yeah. just one last thought on the microgreens. What yeah. what would you use microgreens for if you saw them in a um, in a farmer's market? I love to put them, so I love to take a slice of our sourdough bread, put anything on top, whether it be like avocado toast or fried egg or whatever you want to put on top of it, and then just cover it in those microgreens. They tend to have a really nice little sharp heat, like because they're either radish greens or broccoli greens, and they uh, are a concentrated flavor when they're that little. So you get a nice little pop of like vegetal and spice in there. Um, So it's really good to add and tons of nutrition. Yeah. And you mentioned your bread, which is yeah. uh, just let's do a little quickie plug because it's some awesome <laughs> bread. Uh, Thank you. Tell, tell us, give, give us a one sentence, uh, I don't know, podcast pitch about what kind of bread that you're putting out into the world. Absolutely. So I own 5098 Bread with my partner, Ryan, and it's a sourdough bakery. We bake out of our home. We're a cottage bakery and we just do the farmer's market. So that's super fun. We're heavily engaged with the local community that way, which I love. Um, so we do nine different loaves. We do focaccia, cookies, sticky buns, and everything is sourdough. So oh, neat. And, and farmer market, is that, a, I don't know, is, is that a, a good angle for you? I, I've heard some vendors say you really can't make a sustainable living selling at farmer's markets, but they look at the markets as sort of a proof of concept, more like a chance to get reactions from their customers, see what they, you know, the, the, how big the smile when they eat your bread might be or whatever. Yeah. So is that the thing? Are farmer's markets more like incubators than actual, I don't know, business model in and of itself? I think it depends on your product. So there's many vendors that have been doing this for years and years, and that's all they do is, you know, they vend at the farmer's markets and that's their entire income. So I think it depends for us. When you think of what it costs to build out a brick and mortar bakery, it's a very expensive undertaking in terms of just equipment. And then of course, labor costs was something that's as in depth as sourdough bread. So for us, this is how we make our living. We, this is both of our full-time gigs is, is doing this. And so um, it is totally sustainable. I think also when you have a great product and something like bread that people do need weekly, if not more than once a week, they're coming to buy it. It's something that it's not like a candle where they might buy it once and not need it for maybe another month or two. So I think it really depends on the product, but there's definitely vendors that completely rely on farmer's markets for their entire income. Yeah, and we do see a lot of those in Las Vegas, as mentioned. I call them arts and crafts. That might be a little, um, you know, limiting because I think it is a broad spectrum of stuff that people make, 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it, whether it's food or or one of these craft products that I I'm calling, what advice would you give someone who wanted to jump in on a farmer's market? I think first shop the market. So before we started doing this, we went to every single farmer's market in town, um, which there are many. And we just looked at like, what's the product selection? What are people already offering? And is there a need for what you're trying to bring to the market? Especially with Las Vegas, not having the the biggest farmer's markets um, compared to other cities, it's important to know that your time spent is going to be, well, you know, you're going to return on your investment. So I would say first just shop, see what the market is looking like. And then on top of that, I mean, I think just it's quite simple to get your business licensing. And if it's food, working with the health department and getting that all sorted out. Each of the market groups, when you go to their websites, has a list of exactly what you need from insurance to, like I said, your business license, your health department licensing. And so it's pretty straightforward and it's easy to get that. It takes probably like under a month. So I would just say, you know, also ask the vendors. I have people come ask me constantly, like, I want to be a vendor. What would you suggest? So ask the vendors that are there for their advice and any mm. tips they might have. But I think the biggest thing is just competition and what you see out there and if what you're trying to bring to the market is going to Im- improve the selection. Yeah, talking to people, always good advice. Yeah, to ask the people actually doing it. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part the net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. You mentioned you have been at all these different farmers markets, so let's jump into a few of them. I, I imagine that the biggest one, at least the biggest one that I am aware of, is the one that they uh, mount over there at uh, downtown Summerlin. What's the vibe there? Yeah, so that is definitely the biggest one in the Valley. It's um, every Saturday from 9 to 2. It's under the White Pavilion tents in downtown Summerlin. I personally tell everybody, come between 9 and 10 if you can, because it is so busy. So it's at least twice as much, if not more, um, traffic traffic than any other other market in town. And so that one, it's a great vibe. There's tons of people, tons of dogs, tons of kids, uh, a lot of energy. It's the most vendors for sure. And I think it's one that if you've been in farmer markets in other cities, feels the most like a farmer's market um, in terms of the assortment. There's a really large central area with tons of produce just piled up high. So it feels to me, you know, the most farmer's market-y. And that one, yeah, it's fantastic. That's run by Rod's Produce Market, which is a couple, Cat and Rod, that run that one, as well as one at the District of Green Valley on Thursdays. Okay. Are they local folks? Or are they uh, entrepreneurs they, themselves from out of town? They um, split their time between Vegas and California. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then what's maybe one or two vendors at that downtown Summerlin that are maybe unique to that space that stand out for you, Chris? 
Um, for me, so I would say, like I said already, the Desert Moon Mushrooms, they're one of my favorite vendors. I just love that they're growing locally. The people they have working for them are so incredibly knowledgeable about mushrooms, how to prepare them, what all the medicinal values are. So that's something that really, really stands out for me. And then there's actually a baklava, uh, <laughs> a baklava vendor there, Elon, who makes hands down the best baklava you've ever had in your life. And he has like six different varieties. He's making his own phyllo pastry. He's making like every single thing by hand. And it's truly, I don't even like sweet foods and it is one of the most incredible things I've ever eaten. So I would say definitely look out for that. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of, uh, well, I'm not going to call it street baklava, but uh, artisanal <laughs> baklava. I, I tend to, you know, outside restaurant, I'll go to the Greek food festival, which I missed this year, sadly, but, um, you know, always kind of check out. So yeah, baklava, good tip, good tip. It's so good. Where's there another farmer's market in Las Vegas with maybe a different vibe that you would recommend? Yeah. So I think another one that I really love, there's one on Sundays at St. Rose Parkway in Paseo Verde. It's in a parking lot behind, I think it's 8 East Kitchen is the name of it. But it's it's just in a little parking lot, but it's a, it's a much smaller footprint, but all just really high quality vendors as well. That one is run by Fresh 52. Um, and so that's that couple, Adam and Vera from Arizona. So you're getting their homegrown you know, produce, which I think is awesome. And then there's just a lot of, again, the mushroom people are there, we're there. There's some arts and crafts type of stuff, but it's it's a good selection in a smaller footprint that's not quite as intense as going to downtown Summerlin. So if crowds and just kind of that level of busy isn't for you, I would suggest, or if you're in Henderson, I would suggest um, that St. Rose one on Sundays, and that one's from 8.30 to 1.30. Okay. One more. Where, where's another good farmer's one market? More. Well, the District of Green Valley is awesome. So that one, I mean, the, the District of Green Valley is just such a cute shopping center. They close down that center street um, and the vendors go all the way down from the casino, like basically up to REI. And so that one's great. There's always a really great musician playing there. So it has a really great vibe. And they oh, that's fun to have entertainment too. Yes. Yeah. 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 They have great entertainment there in downtown Summerlin. Both always have really great entertainment. And so that one's great. And that one's Thursdays from nine to one. I mean, there are a lot of farmers markets uh, around Las Vegas. I live downtown. There was one that was at the old bus station for a really long time next to Ma Museum. Not sure if that's still going. There was one over by the Arts Factory itself over off of Charleston. Uh, I've seen it over at Tivoli Village. I mean, I, I think if you look hard enough, there's probably one maybe almost every day. Yeah. Are, uh, Chris, are you going to find some things at certain markets that you won't at other markets? In general, I think it's you're probably going to find just about the same type of things at the markets. It might be a different, you know, if, if it's the market I'm not at, then there's another great bread vendor called Bread Day, Isabella, who does a lot of also very similar like artisanal breads. And so she's at some other market. So I think if there's not the same vendor, you're going to find some of the same products. But I do think to your point, there's there is markets every day. There are so many markets in Las Vegas. I think by nature of how our neighborhoods break up and how people like to stay in their own little neighborhoods here in Las Vegas, there's mm -hmm. a lot of smaller markets versus a one main central market, which is really completely different than any other city I've ever been in. So it's interesting because it causes some you know, issues in terms of making sure everybody knows about all the markets, which is the most important part, right? Like we want people to come and I still have people every week that think it's brand new market and we've been there for years and they just don't yeah. happen to know, you know? So I think getting that word out and you guys having this uh, podcast is great because there are so many markets. There's definitely a market in your neighborhood, no matter where you live, there's a market in your neighborhood sometime this week. Um, and so I think it's all about just finding out where. Yeah. Do you see enough variety of fruit and veg that people might even exclusively get their produce from one of these farmers markets in Las Vegas? 
I think the Saturday farmer's market, you could probably exclusively get your fruit and veg from there. So there's the main people that have the produce. And there's also another um, fruit vendor, Max, that has awesome fruit that he's bringing in. So uh, mostly like berries and apples, that type of thing. But uh, I think you probably could uh, at that market, you know, fill up everything you need. And even with, like I said, bread with the mushrooms, I mean, you can get a majority of your staples for sure at the markets. Any big sacrifices that just don't show up in our farmer's market, like personal to you, that you wish that this particular fresh veg was available or this particular fresh fruit seasonally was available? Not not a fruit and veg. Uh, there's definitely some great tomatoes that we are getting in, which is awesome, um, which to me is like the farmer's market staple. It's like, well, tomatoes, yeah. Tomato. I mean, and yeah. even in the <laughs> desert, I mean, we've yeah. got a tomato uh, bush that we haven't looked at it in a while and it just keeps going and going and going. So yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But so that's anything else that's not around? Produce-wise, no. I think the biggest thing for me personally is dairy, like cheese, fish, meat. Like when I was living mm-hmm. in Oakland, our farmer's market at the lake, I could go and get like all of my, I could get my cheese, my fish, my meat and my produce all there as I wanted. And so that's something that I think is a total opportunity here. I know that Fresh 52, those owners, they do sometimes, they raise cattle and sometimes they do have some beef, um, oh, wow. but, it, but um, in a cooler behind. Yeah. So that's really yeah. awesome. But in general, you know, to be able to go weekly and get like everything you need in terms of that side of things in the grocery, um, I feel like that's an opportunity and I would love to see, you know, cheeses and things like that made here. Oh, great. Well, I mean, maybe people will, will venture more people who go yeah, yeah. and more people will go if they know where these things are. So, Chris, <laughs> I guess last question, how can people find their nearest farmer's market? Yeah. So I think um, obviously if you find a vendor you like, like say for us, for example, I post weekly and monthly schedules on our website and on all of our social medias. So you always know where we're going to be. And that's 5098 Bread. But each of the market groups, so the main market groups here in Las Vegas are Rod's Produce Market, which goes under the Instagram handle Las Vegas Farmers Market. The other one is fresh52.com. So if you go into those Instagrams, they're always going to be posting their schedules. So you'll be able to see that. Um, And I think just a quick Google search of Las Vegas farmers markets will also bring you to there's many other smaller groups that are providing markets like there's Prevail Marketplace in town as well. And some vegan markets, which I want to shout out. There's been definitely a growing a growing group of vegan markets. Lulu, who does the world's best salsa, she runs a vegan market once a month. That's just growing it every month. And it's fantastic. So I think even just a quick Google search will probably bring up all those other one offs, too. So. You know, if you're living, I know there's one up in Aspire, like Sky Canyon, there's Inspirata. It's really all over the valley. There's a market. That's fascinating. And, and yeah. I, I guess last question always gets one follow up. With all those <laughs> options, how how does Vegas fare against other cities in their farmer market scene? I personally feel like we have all the potential here to grow these markets. I think there's a ton of vendors. People really care. People really want to build that part of the community. What I find is the biggest obstacle is people knowing about it, like I said. Mm -hmm. So I think that marketing aspect of it, just continuing to drive that is huge because, you know, when I was in Arizona baking for a while, we would do those markets and there would be, it would be thousands of people coming and it would be something they would do with their friends. So it would be like, hey, we're meeting at the market with our kids and whatever for hours on a Saturday and we're going to hang out. And I haven't seen that happen here as much. I think downtown Summerlin is the closest to that, but I would love to see, you know, more people getting out and just supporting all these, you know, small businesses and also just having a great time with their friends at them. I mean, there's great food, there's great things to buy. So just really putting the dollars back into the community. And and I think that's that's the thing that could make Las Vegas comparable to other cities with markets. Chris Wilson, thanks so much for coming back on CityCast Las Vegas. Always a Thank pleasure. Oh, thanks so much, David. Appreciate it. 
You can learn more about Chris and her bread company at 5098bread.com. That's all for today here on City Chaos Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, here's what you can do. It's short, simple, and sweet. So listen up, hit the share button, and send this episode to three of your smartest friends. Go ahead, do it now. They're going to appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. 